Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast, hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw, where we bring country living and the great outdoors together. Welcome back to another episode of Outdoor Country Talk. Jacob and Jeremy. What's up, Jake? Man, I am good. I am good. First one for 2020. It is. First one of the new year. First one of the new year. Bringing it back in with those Shaw Bros guys. Yeah, we're going old school in the new year. That's it, man. I think our... Uh, I had a great time with our first two episodes. We getting some getting some fresh meat in here for this one. Yeah, we had a uh we had another one scheduled and and the guys didn't something didn't work out, so we decided yeah. to to move move on and I'm I'm excited to talk to both of these and hear all the junk today. Oh yeah, man. Excuse me, all the wonderful stories. <laughs> no doubt. You uh you hadn't done much duck hunting. Well, you done a little bit of duck hunting the last little while, hadn't you? Yeah, we uh we just got back on one. Um we may do an episode on it or add it to another yeah. one, so I won't talk about it too much. But we had uh, had some had some rough days and had you did get one back to some uh, to some old public land struggles. I hear we did. Uh, we'll, we'll go into it for a second. Yeah, went up to uh, Panther Swamp yeah. last Saturday morning. Uh, guys had spotted some ducks and had located something out and told us about it, and we went rode up and met them and we pull in the parking lot at four fifteen. You know, not supposed to leave truck till four thirty and Sure enough, it was folks already in the woods. It's so. four. They ain't supposed yeah. to leave the levee till four. Okay. Yeah. They they weren't <laughs> on the levee anymore. Uh, so, yeah, same old struggle, different day. But uh, we eased into a – we couldn't get into the spot that they wanted again to. It was actually two groups in there already ahead of us. So we backed up and re-looked at it and went into another little hole mm-hmm. and had a decent little morning. Uh, not what we were hoping for, but – So it reminded you of why you've been, a, you've been hunting some private land over the last few years. Yes. <laughs> yes, and I think we walked a little over a mile in. Had a had a, a little running buddy, twelve year old Willis, and he he go. wasn't all that happy about the. Uh, he wasn't complaining, but you could tell he is getting to him a little bit. He liked when I take him to the camp way better. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, at, at fifty yard walk in or hundred yard walk yep. in instead of that uh, mile and plus. Oh yeah, it's funny how you always take take like newer people and. Uh, Usually they'll ask, well, how far is the walk going to be? Oh, I mean, to us, it ain't got worth two or 300 yards, man. That's that's the easy one. Yeah, that's a and nice then, one. And uh, then you may throw a seven or 800 yard on them, and they're like, I don't know if I even want none of this. Well, see, that was what was bad. Uh, you know, we had a mile walk down the road. Oh, wow. And then we swung in. So y'all didn't bring a bike? No. No, we, we you couldn't. Where we went in at, you couldn't really take a bike in and walk okay. in. I got you. So we walked that long way in, and then uh, we weren't quite exactly sure where the hole was. So you know how you kind of wander around? For, uh-huh. Uh, the man that was doing the lead scouting was toting some old flambo decoys with him. So yeah. you had no problem knowing where he was because you could hear them banging Clanging together. Clanging together. Uh, but it was... Uh, it was a good time. I mean, we had a we had a fun time. Well, it's always good to relive your, your public land days mm-hmm. when, you, when you get off of them for a few years. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, had to had to think back and trying to remember where we were or maybe where another hole was and yeah. But since we we went up in the blind, we went up late at night and yeah, you know, got up at three the next morning to go head off in the woods and and then you know to go into that little further, you know, we headed up to Arkansas the next or that afternoon and, and did a yeah. public land hunt up in there and that was a that was another long walk. Uh, we we did not quite get to the hole I wanted to get to because my my main man back there looked like he was about to call mm-hmm. dinosaurs. He <laughs> he'd gotten hot. Plus it was raining and 
it's like you know what this is a this this will work yeah yeah it's been uh i mean i've been i've been hunting every chance to get i've been hunting a pretty good bit this year and it's uh it's slowed down for us over the last i don't know couple weeks but uh it's 65 degrees oh moment. i know we uh yeah when it's when it's warm mm-hmm. i mean it's 72 in here you got sweat on the floor the yeah, I mean the ducks that the ducks that we had up there that that we've been getting on. I mean they they moved out and um, but we've been getting a little front. I think it's supposed to have a little front come through like tomorrow. So I think we're gonna have have maybe a decent shoot this weekend. But you know all that said, not a whole lot of ducks now. But apparently the deer are moving well. That's what I hear, man. I've seen several good deer get killed just right here locally. Here, yeah, lately. a lot of local deer here been yeah. getting killed. Um, I watched two bucks come across the pasture earlier. Uh, right well, before I, dark. I ran into. Uh, to our team breakdown guys, we did a podcast with them. Uh, they called me the other night. One of my neighbors had shot a shot a good buck. They said, and they felt like it may come across our property, so they called. And I said, "No, man, y'all y'all do whatever you got to do." And I think the deer, I think the deer still living because they baited it four or five times and it jumped bay, and uh, so it sounded like that deer may still be living. But anyway, so getting back to the to the Sharbros guys, we've got two. Pretty much for our old time kind of kind of beginner, um, the beginning days crowd. I know one of them was with us kind of from the start. We got Scotty Dunham with us and the Shedler, Christian Shedler, our Louisiana man. What's up, guys? How's it going? What's up, man? How y'all doing? I'm excited about this. Doing another episode with those Sharbros guys, and we uh, we ran through it with Judd and Gary and. Had to bring bring in the bring in the rest of the rest of the starters here. Hopefully not best for last, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so Scotty, I guess you were you're kind of next in line in a, in a chronological order, kind of coming in because I remember you and I are probably about the same time coming into the camp, wasn't we? Yeah, my first time down there was 2010. No, it wasn't 10. Probably 11. Probably 11. Okay. No, it would have been fall. It would have been 2010-2011 season. Yeah, yeah. Because I was about to. I was when we were we were talking about it the other night. I was kind of about whenever. Uh, I think I may have went up there like the the oh nine. I think it was oh nine ten something like that. And uh, and then I knew that you were you were you were about that 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 time frame. Right. But uh, well, Scotty, we'll we'll kind of start off with you. Tell us a little bit about you know how how you got into it and. And what kind of led you to Sharbros and and your your earlier days? Yeah, man, I didn't know nothing about shooting up duck. My dad had uh, had hung up duck hunting by the time he got married, and all I knew was how to kill a deer, how to kill a turkey, and uh, how to shoot a bucket full of doves. And I loved to squirrel hunt. Only duck, the only way I knew how to duck hunt was uh, shoot them when you're squirrel hunting. You know, they jump off the creek, and that's when you'd shoot them. And then uh, that's kind of how I got started. And it was a uh, kind of one thing led to another. It led from that to, you know, trying to bang out a few wood ducks around Amec County to <clears throat> venturing venturing into uh, some hunting, hunting some puddle bucks and stuff like that across Mississippi Delta and Arkansas as well too. Um, you know, through high school and and college as well too. So, and it just kind of got in my blood and stayed with me ever since. What um. It's slightly addictive, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. My wife would tell you very much so. Well, I can't. I, I don't remember it 
Uh, you know, uh, or or maybe I don't even know the story because I, I just remember us, you know, being at the camp back then. What, how did you get in into Charbros? Uh, Honey, we were uh, me and him. Of course, we talked about duck hunting and everything else on the phone all the time. We had hunted together a bunch, turkey hunting and stuff. Even when I was still in school, we went to school together. I guess from kindergarten all the way through Southwest. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about duck hunting. And, uh, he said, he said, uh, why don't you come down to the camp this weekend? Let's duck hunt. I was like, well, if you think you know where a duck is, I'm in, you know, I, I was done yeah. all in at this point. And, uh, so went down there, <clears throat> we had, uh, stayed at the camp. I'll never forget it. Oh, first night, first night in the house, I woke Honey up about three o'clock in the morning, sounded like a grizzly bear tearing through that brick wall and it was mr joe on that exactly workout equipment. <laughs> we talked about that that was either one or two i think it was on the second i was one. on the second we talked about that and uh so uh, needless to say when that started happening i never went back to sleep and uh we got up to go hunt and we was hunting this awesome spot you know and we get in there and we get to the hole and he said well we're here I said, all right, where's the water? And we got to looking around, and there was a ditch of water about six foot wide and about 30 foot long right out in the very middle of this little hole. <laughs> and I said, I think we're going to have trouble landing a duck in here in this hole. <laughs> we sat there for a couple hours. This was on a, this was on a Saturday, and uh, we sat there for a couple hours. Of course, we didn't see a duck. And I said, well, look, I said, there's a duck in this place. If we can find one between now and dark, I said, we can kill them the next morning. So we struck out. It was me and Honey and Brent. Brent yeah. Barron, I think is who it was. Yeah. And, man, we rode and walked and rode and walked and rode and walked all day long asking everybody, you know, that we come in contact with if they knew where any ducks was at. And one old one old uh, deer hunter told us what road to go down and said, man, it was full of ducks the other day. I said, let's go. We loaded up and went down there, and that was, that was me and Honey, that was when we found the great duck hole. Oh, and, great duck uh, hole. We went in there, and we walked in circles and all around and never, never even found water. And I'll, I'll never forget it. I come up on that big old cypress tree and looked out across there, and I said, we have business. And I was looking at the wind, how the wind was going to be doing again in the morning. And the water was kind of low. It was like, it wasn't even up to the butt brush at that point. Oh, wow. I don't know if I ever seen it that low. It was low. And so there was that one old cypress tree right out in the middle, right mm-hmm. there off that point. Right. And I said, we're going to have to get to that tree if we're going to kill any ducks. I mean, it'd be a 30-yard shot. I mean, 30 yards from, if you're standing on the edge of them trees, you know, past the right. butt brush and everything, you got to the water. And so we got out there on that, uh, we got out there on that tree the next morning and we, uh, that's the, when I took that picture of, of Honey and, and Ole sitting up on that cypress knee, yep. um, the, uh, we killed pair mylards right off the get go. You know, we killed hundreds of ducks out of that hole oh, gosh, yes. over the years. And I don't think, I bet it was five years before we ever killed another mallard out of that hole. I remember you I and think. I, I remember you and I were sitting, sitting together in there one morning and uh, and one long green head come in with about fifteen gadwall, and as as 
we usually do, I think every shot that morning went directly for him, and I don't think we <laughs> cut the first gadwall out of it. <laughs> yep. That was probably five years later when that happened. When uh, We had a good hunt that morning. You know, we killed – I was three of us, and it was early. It was like the second split. And yeah. I mean, we didn't, we didn't bag them up or nothing, but, I mean, we killed eight or ten ducks or something like that. And I told Ronnie, I was like, well, look, if anybody gets out, I'm in. You know, I need a good place to duck hunt. I'm in. Yeah. And so that's how it all kind of started. Yeah, because I remember, you know, I think we, we said it said it last time or the first one. You know, my very first hunt up there was was in the Great Oak Hole. And because um, I think y'all had, y'all had just found it, you know, maybe like the weekend before or something. Like, it, it was it was new to Honey. And, um, I think he had maybe hunted it, hunted it with you that first time or something like that. I don't remember, but man, that was, uh, I know we've said it multiple times on the, on the first two podcasts. That was just a, a, a magical place, man. That was something, I don't think we ever had a bad hunt there. No, you could always go there and kill five or six. Always. Oh, at least. Yeah. Yep. Matter and, of fact, I think that was where we took Shedler for his first hunt. I know it was. Yeah, that's what okay. I was, that's what I was about to say. And then as we we hunted together, I think we hunted together what about another year, and then and then you brought the little man. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So is that how we're referring to him on this one? Is the little man? <laughs> we refer to him a lot of different ways. <laughs> a lot of different ways yeah. Me and him went to school together, and uh, we're in the same fraternity and everything. And, and uh, he had been on me about wanting to go duck hunting. And, you know, that's about, look, when somebody calls me wanting to go duck hunting, it's grain of salt. You yeah. Know? Everybody <laughs> wants to be your friend during duck season. So he uh, he kept on and on and on, and it was one opening weekend. It may have been the next year. May have been. We may have been. It was the first split. Man, we killed the fire out of them ducks the day that it opened and the next day. I mean, stacked them up. And uh, I called him, and I said, well, if you was ever going to come, now might be a good time. He said, all right, I'm coming. <laughs> well, it rained cats and dogs that next morning. But we went anyway. And, uh, and I, I mean, look, I had done well, – we've done killed a pile of ducks. We've done killed, you know, three or four-man limit both mornings, all the shooting he wanted to do, the third morning of it. I said, well, I'm going to let him get up there on the front and shoot, you know. I said – I said, pull that hood over your head. I said, they'll be able to pick us out. It's cloudy, you know, mm-hmm. raining. I said, don't look up. He'll tell you when to shoot. Old Shedler, he poured it to him that morning, buddy. <laughs> he shot. He shot at plenty. How many boxes of shells? How many boxes of shells did it take yeah. you to get them ducks, Shedler? I, I brought at least two or three three boxes with me back then. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's down to two that. now. I was say back then. What is really the limit ready. now? <laughs> he shot pretty good first time we went on together this year i'll give it to him yeah he did he's improved he's improved so shedler you grew up i guess i would call it a little different than us a little, little different than, than, than you all or all your guests uh so far on the, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well tell us a little bit about that kind of get kind of give everybody the feels of of shedler absolutely no i I grew up about 20, 25 miles west of New Orleans in a, in a smaller town, but but the city compared to uh, that you guys would say. Um, and you know, I, I didn't grow up hunting or, or anything, and um, I had a 
in, in high school kind of had a had an uncle and a close family friend of ours that kind of got me in the outdoors and and went on a few duck hunts with here and there um didn't know anything didn't have any gear nothing so enough to know i was interested um but got to college and, and met scotty um and at that point i you know like he said i, I kept hounding him on it and was in a little had, had a little experience deer hunting not much was in a little little camp uh, south of oxford um brought scotty to and you know he more or less taught me from scratch or you know explained everything i needed to know to sit in the stand with me and whatnot uh I, I didn't i didn't have it growing up so um but no got you know expressed an interest in duck hunting and um like you said I, a few years after we graduated it was probably y'all are probably accurate 2011 2012 for me um went up there and i was <laughs> just reminiscing i was taking it for granted duck hunts like that um where we you know <clears throat> we'd uh We'd, we'd kill limits and, and be back at the camp eating breakfast and biscuits uh, at, at 9 a.m. Uh, those days are hard to come by now, but <laughs> a lot harder hunting. But, yeah, that, that, that's kind of the, the background on me. I've, I've been with you guys, and you guys have taken me under your wings. And I've, I, back then, I didn't know what I didn't know. kind of learned a little bit more since then, but, but still still along for the ride and, and having a good time and, and, and learning what I can along the way. Ain't no doubt. I mean, I've, I don't, I'm not going to say I remember the first duck hunt. I'm sure I was there, but, uh, but man, it just, just watching this guy. So he comes up to the camp and I'm not going to say he was a fish out of the water, but he had that rookie sense to him. I will say that. Oh, I was. <laughs> you going to go ahead and say it, Dunham? Oh yeah, fish out the water. <laughs> Completely out of his realm. <laughs> he he was a red fish up past Greenville. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know when he and, and I heard I, you mentioned it earlier before we started recording. Whenever he was asking about about the streets around Delta National, <laughs> I can imagine. I don't remember it right now, but I can imagine what kind of looks we gave him, wondering what street we're going to go down when we pass, you know, the forest or whatever. Oh yeah. I'm still not sure he knows his way around down there. Hashtag which no. way? Recently, I, I, I got to a, a duck hole this, this past weekend, and I got there without Jeremy telling me where I was going. But, uh, uh, yeah, after 10 years, you'd think I'd, I'd know my way around more. <laughs> hold, hold on now. You got to one all by yourself? All by myself. Can you believe it? Hey, that's a, that's a monumental moment right there. You know, the Your bad thing is – you know, um, with <laughs> you a think, lot of with a you lot think of the phone was dead if he didn't call somebody. Yeah, with a lot of us, you know, if I ride up with Judd or I ride up with Gary or, or some of them, I can take a nap. But Shedler, you ain't taking a nap with him because about ten minutes. Hey, which way I need to turn up here? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, which way I need to turn right up here? I'm like Shedler, the same way you did the last hundred times we went there. But it's all good, Sean. Yep. We still love you. That's accurate. That's accurate. It's in time. Maybe the next 10 years, I'll know, I'll know my way around. Well, Shed, you know you can drop pins now on your phone. I know. Maybe I just want the conversation, you know? That's I what it is. I know where I'm going. 
I think I remember. That's, what, that's I, why this duck hunting got so hard down there, buddy. <laughs> I think I remember uh, Ashley almost teaching him how to drive on a gravel road, like through the forest. I'm like, Sheller, those potholes, you can go around them. You don't have to hit every one of them. You know, you can straddle them, ease over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Do not go around a curve at 60. <laughs> you will leave the road. No, I hadn't been on a dirt road since, since I was a freshman in college. That was my... I needed, needed a little uh, little teaching moment there. <laughs> Sheller, tell us what you remember about that first duck hunt. I, I don't quite remember who was with us, um, I, but I, I, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was about five or six of us. Uh, we weren't hunting WMAs, so it was, wasn't, you know, four-man limit. Um, but, you know, Scotty and, and, and you, Shaw, and uh, I'd imagine Judd and, and Gary and, Maybe even Pooter. Well, probably six of us, uh, I guess. Scotty would probably remember better, but I remember I, I wasn't very good walking in waders. I'd trip over everything. <laughs> I, I had a I had a, a, a huge pump, uh, Benelli pump shotgun uh, that was twice probably as, twice almost as tall the same as you. size as me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, and I, I, like I said, I didn't know what I didn't know. I mean, I... Y'all were killing ducks. I don't think I hit one. I, I can assure you, I didn't hit one. And I, well, this is awesome. You know, this is this is cool. And um, I kind of thought that's kind of how it was all the time. And through the years, I've I've since learned that's not the case. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it was you know sleep later and later meaning four four thirty and hunt and get back back to the camp at eight thirty nine. Have breakfast and, and head out on, on a Sunday at least. And uh, and it, was, it was kind of seemed, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, it kind of kind of seemed way easier than <laughs> we're working for a few dust now. But um, and I didn't didn't really appreciate it then because I didn't know I didn't know what was what was all behind it, and you know didn't really expect it to. I, I expected it to be that easy all the time. So that's pretty much what I remember. And I, I remember having good times at the camp. We we ate well for sure. Um, bonfires by the camp and. And playing some Frank Foster music and, you know, good times. And that, that's more or less, you know, I, I wanted to kill a few ducks and experience, but I wanted to, the, the camp life and the, the hanging out with you guys is what, what it was all about for me um, that, I, that I really enjoyed. You know, it's kind of a weekend getaway. That, that, that's, that's really what kept me going back, you know. Well, I know it was, it's, it's done become almost a staple. I, I remember Chad, he mentioned it the other night when we were up to camp that uh, the opening weekend – Shedler is going to bring the feed because oh, yeah. we, um, you know, I think we said it, said it before that Shedler, the Shedler family evidently does not have the typical ham dressing, turkey, green bean casserole. And uh, <laughs> we would always look forward to Shedler breaking those mama Shedler crawfish pies up that, that she would make Thanksgiving and send a couple lecture to us. So I don't even know uh-huh. if the opening morning of the duck season was always on our mind. It was more or less, what time Shedler's going to get here with the crawfish pies? Crawfish pies, and we'll add, we'll add the high hose in there again. Oh, yeah. Well, he'd have got there a lot sooner if Chad would have quit calling him. We said, we talked about that on, on the second one, that uh, that Shedler would always have the farthest drive to the camp. I mean, he's coming from New Orleans. I mean, most of us are a couple hours away. You know, Scotty was, you know, north of us, but, you know, about the same distance almost as us. Mm-hmm. 
but Shedler comes four hours away and would it would make the most stops on the way. Not not self inflicted, but hey, you picked this up on the way in because he was always the last one to get there. So everybody else would, it would make it to the camp, and then you know we'd think about things we forgot or whatever. So Shedler four hour drive would turn into a six by the time he made twenty seven stops. <laughs> better yet, well, I've, I've stopped. I've stopped to grab a four wheeler and a trailer, and I've even stopped to grab. To grab a mattress that somebody bought, all on the way. In the <laughs> <laughs> and they're up there having a good time, and I, I, I'm, I'm making the stops left and right. Yep. Uh, they're already <laughs> stirring drinks, and you're still driving. <laughs> That's right. I tell you one on. That's right. Uh, I tell you one on Sheller. You're talking about that drive from New Orleans, Sheller. I looked at the picture. I think it was 2017. It was like in the first part, maybe this time of the year in 2017, it come a freeze. When I tell you it came a freeze, it came one. And I I was able to get off work, and I left at like lunch that day. I left on on a Friday, and um, Sheller was contemplating on coming or not. And um, and it was a decent drive until I got to about Port Gibson. It started snowing its butt off, and the road just immediately turned straight ice. And uh, so I had to put my truck in four-wheel drive from – from south of Vicksburg all the way to the camp almost. Well, then Shedler was like on the fence about coming. I don't know if I'm going to come. Like, if you're going to come, you better come before it gets dark. Shedler, that drive was, what, six hours? Six, six and a half hours, where it's normally about four. Yeah. Mm. But, boy, we had a – Did it pay off? It paid off that next morning. It paid off. (laughs) I couldn't feel my fingers. I couldn't pick up decoys, but it was – we had a good time. It was just me and you, Shaw. Is that yeah, correct? yeah. It was. I, I think I was going solo because I, I just had a good feeling it was going to be a barn burner, and uh, I couldn't get nobody else to come with me. I don't know what what everybody had going on. If they were going somewhere else, I, I don't. I don't remember. But but Shedler came through, and he uh, he joined me, and it was a uh, it was a good one for sure. Well, if it's the same weekend I'm thinking about, I was in Arkansas trying to talk y'all into coming to Arkansas and y'all were trying to talk me back into coming to the May camp. Have been. I don't I don't I don't I, I remember the hunt. I don't remember what led up to it and why it was just me and Shedler or why he left so late. I don't I don't remember, but it was it was a good one. Shedler, didn't you say you got, got behind a about eleven what's that? Didn't you say you got behind a uh, a truck putting um Salt out or something in Mississippi. He said that's got to be the only one they own in the state. <laughs> they borrowed it. I did, and I, I tell you, throughout the meeting and on, on the ditch and everything, I mean, I must have seen at least fifteen sedans <laughs> pulled over on the side that they they skidded off the side of the road. And I luckily had four wheel drive and kind of taking it easy. You warned me, but it was a uh, it was quite the eventual drive, to say the least. <laughs> Well, Scotty, I, I know one one story you just you just mentioned before we started recording. I think it's a pretty good one. There was a hole. Well, you tell us about 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 the walk you had one time in Delta National. <laughs> so, on public land, my philosophy is: you may kill them because you're a better duck caller. You may kill them because you're a better duck hunter, but you're not going to outwork me. Period. End of discussion. And so, I was up there after season doing some scouting. It was me and Coker. And uh, I had been studying my maps and everything, and I had been found about five or six spots I was going to go look at. And, of course, I was, like, trying to figure out the best way to get in and out, you know. And uh, I said, well, looks like just walk straight to it, you know, but it's a long walk. 
So I parked there on the side of the road and struck out through there. And I mean, I walked and walked and walked. But I got there, and when I got there, it was just like the mother load of ducks just getting up, flushing up batters and gadwall for as far as you could see. I said, well, I don't know if the good Lord will allow me to see opening day, next, you know, six months from now. But if he does, nine months from now, whatever it was, if he does, I'm going to be right here. So opening day came around. Of course, you know, Mississippi, it was the day after Thanksgiving. Get to the camp, everybody was making their plans where, who was going where. I said, me and Chad knew where we was going. So next morning, came and rolled around. It was me and Chad, Christian. Were you, wasn't you with me, Shudder? I was there. I, I, All we right. walked about six miles. And, yep. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And Steve, my buddy Steve and his little boy. Did he and, have that uh, kayak? It's so... We parked and we struck out, and we walked and we walked and we walked and we walked, and it was breaking daylight when we get there. <laughs> and Chad, this was Chad's first hunt across. That's all I heard for the three months before duck season. I sure wish my dog first duck pick up with a greenhead mallard. I said, Chad, we've been hunting down here for over years. We ain't ever killed them out there before middle of December. You know, it's wood ducks and teal and gadwall and everything else, you know, but we never killed mallards early. I said, you can forget that. Well, we walked, man, I was about dead when we got there. We got where we needed to get and everything, put the decoys out. About that time I heard a foliar. I said, what in the world? I was like, how, how does anybody get back here on the foliar? Well, they pulled up and they saw we were hunting and they left. Well, that was nice of them, you know. We hunted that morning. And it was, it was, to this day, that was still the biggest group of ducks I've ever worked and fished. It was, uh, it was impressive. It was, I don't know how many it was. It, it was, it was every bit of a hundred. And, uh, I'll never forget it. And, but anyway, we had a good hunt that morning, killed a few ducks. Chad, Chad's wish came true. First duck it picked up, a old fat, my green headed mallard that we killed out of that big group. And, uh, and so he was tickled pink and, get back to the camp and i got to studying again why in the world a forwarder would be back in there and i don't know how i missed it but there was a forwarder trail that went all the way to that hole to to the bank so <laughs> to the bank so my mile and a half walk got shortened the next morning all the way down to 100 yards well i know i wasn't there because i remember back in the back then dunham was like come with me and hunt this the first thing i ask is you gonna point it to me on the map because I'm gonna know before I start this. Before I start this, I'm gonna know exactly how far I'm walking, which direction I'm walking, to know if I'm even gonna try it. I know better than than stomp off on a blind Dunham walk. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it paid off more. It, it paid off more times than not. But I wasn't gonna be. I wasn't gonna be out walk to the next group of ducks. Oh, I, I think. I remember. Go ahead, Chris. If I remember correctly, Scotty. We uh, <clears throat> that hunt was the same hunt that little Joe got. You know, sun dries and it's probably seven o'clock, and he, he wants to take a little nap. And he goes, leans up against the tree, and you know, pa pa pa. We start start killing some mallards, and he wakes up in a frenzy, all mad, and we didn't wake <laughs> him up. Is that right? That happened, man. That happened another. That happened time more now. than once. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. And, and 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 Joe probably get mad at us now, but he was a little bitty feller now. I mean, he's he's what 
in his 20s now. Yeah, he's 21 uh, tw- now. Close to 20. And But, I mean, back then, he's probably not that old. He's, he's 21. He's got to be a senior in high school, though. He's, 20, I mean, he was, he's he 21 now because he was, he was at the camp the other, other weekend with Steve. He's 21. 21. If All I don't right. make yeah, you feel he was old. Young. All right, so me and we had been hunting hard for – it was towards the end of the season. We had been hunting hard, and – we had found some ducks, but they were really concentrated. And so if you didn't get in one or two of them holes, you weren't going to kill them. And so, I mean, so it was early, early, early mornings or late nights, every how you want to look at it, and hunting till, you know, done by 12, out by 1. And, uh, and we had hang with them to the bitter end because I knew the longer you stayed, the bigger the chance was that you was going to work a big group of mallards. Yep. And, uh, so we'd done done this about three days in a row, and we we would always float that kayak or P-Row or something in with us with our gear in it, you know, just walking. And uh, Joe was tired. Little Joe was tired one morning, and uh, I said, well, get in that boat and go to sleep. We'll wake you up when it's time to hunt, you know, when it, when it gets time. <laughs> and, you know, and we're hunting in the, I mean, in the thick of the woods. And, of course, right at daylight, you know, first shooting light, first few minutes before shooting light, especially in the with some old ducks, they'll come to get any racket you make. And so we was we was calling and calling, calling, and by that time I heard them wings. And there they come, and three three mallards jumped off in there and lit like ten foot from us right at shooting time. And we pow pow killed all three of them just that quick. Little Joe about turned that boat over that morning. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, go ahead and load your gun up. I said, it's time. I said, it's shooting time now. <laughs> oh, he was mad. Oh, he, he was, was hot. <laughs> he was hot. But, yep, those are good old days. No doubt. Scheller, what's a good one you can tell us? Oh. Oh, mine. I, I don't know. I don't. Well, don't put him on the spot right there. Well, I'll tell you one. I think I think you can probably remember it. There was so we I'd hunted Mahana, um, kind of whenever I first started hunting Mahana. I guess about I don't know how many years ago that's been been a long time. But um, I went with with a couple of my buddies, and we had just a barn burner hunt on a on a row of trees at Mahana that is no longer there. Which I I think I my I must have got something in my eye that day that they told me they cut those trees down because they they meant a lot to me. But so I take shelter. Was it raining that day? I don't remember if it was raining raining or not. But I take okay. Shedler with me. I I didn't have nobody else. It was me and him. And uh, okay. And we we ended up getting the, getting the, getting the spot that I wanted. And I went ahead and prepped him for it. I said it's going to be good. And uh, so we get walking down there, and I remember it was cold. Good gosh, it was cold. And, and always those fields would freeze, but this one spot right by these trees were, I don't know, maybe a foot deeper than everything else. And those ducks just loved that spot. And um, and I remember, man, it was a walk. Good God, it was a walk. I, at least 800 yards from, from where you had to park the four-wheeler. And um, I remember us going into there and – the first duck I think I shot that morning was a was a pintail, bull sprig. And I know you say you had never shot one, and you don't remember it. But you shot one that morning, but we never found it. And um, I think we ended up getting our two-man, and I remember you getting so mad. It was some guys that had set up in the unit behind us. 
and they got and they got man they wasn't probably what a hundred yards from us and uh they were right there and boy, I, you thought Shedler was eight feet tall and bulletproof way he was talking. I'm finna go over and he was, he was just gonna have that talk. <laughs> we ended up doing pretty well though. Yeah, but luckily we luckily we, we, we hit the limit and we could we could roll out, but if it would have lasted any longer, I would have <laughs> Well you remember I would have acted eight feet tall for sure. Well, Shed the, the we've talked about it on here before. I know Jeremy and I've discussed it before, but uh the morning where you killed your first mallard, you were it yeah, was the three, three of us. And look, That's I right. thought he was. I thought we were fixing to have a pretty good cussing that morning <laughs> when he when he thought we had shot his his duck. And then when he finally when I mean I I had not touched a gun. I think you had fired one shot. I fired one shot at it, missed it, and I just I didn't even do nothing else after it, that. When he went to raising cane at us, it looked at him. It's like you killed it. <laughs> oh, I hit it. <laughs> The utter shock, the disbelief, like, oh, that one's mine. Yeah, it was a uh, believe look. it or not, that, that guy's on the wall right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the yeah. one you got yeah. mounted. You know, it's funny. Shutter and I have hunted a lot. I mean, I don't. Him and I just, I guess, just hit it off as as friends. Whenever Scotty brought, heck, I, I would venture to say that me and Shutter's hunted more together than than Scotty and Shutter. But uh, oh yeah, because about I'm gonna say it was probably 2015. Which I never, I'll I'll never get out of the camp. But about 2015, I uh, I, I kind of moved my operation farther north, a little west across the Mississippi River. Yeah, and uh, and so, but I'd always still manage to make it down there for a hunt or two. Christian would always call me and say, "Look, I want to come up here and go hunting." You know, I said, "Well, look, I don't want to bring you hunting. I want to bring you killing." You know what I mean? Like, I want to like. I want everybody to have, if I'm going to invite you, like, I want you to have a good hunt. You know, we can, we can watch sunrise 365 days a year, but we can only kill bucks 60. And there's very few days when you wake up, you know, you're going to smash them. Yep. And so there was, there was a few times where like the night before I went to bed, I knew it was on the next day. And so I'd call Christian every time, dude, you got to get up here. We're about to kill him. We about to kill him. He would never come though. He'd never come. <laughs> Well, hey, well, I'm glad this is this is on a public forum now. I'm sure I'm sure my dad will listen to this, and it, now he knows the importance and that. I need to call him and say, "Hey, I'm I'm gone tomorrow. I'm I'm heading up by Scotty." So, <laughs> well, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, I get Shedler. You can you, you'll attest to this. Some of the best hunts I've had, Shedler was was right there beside me. I don't know what it is about him, but he is uh he has witnessed some some barn burners with me for sure. That, that, that's strange. Because it was, it was, I was always the bad luck. And, you know, since, like Scotty said, it's, it's crazy. Scotty and I had a hunt a few weeks ago together. But, you know, like, you know, he he uh, started hunting elsewhere, and we never hunted together. He's the guy that, that got me into it. So it's, but it's since then, you know, it's past few years. Like you said, Charles, is uh, when I'm with you, I mean, it's, it, I, I can't think of a hunt I haven't been with you the past few years, so it's it's, it's crazy to think. But yeah, we've we've had we've had a, several good ones. Yeah, we had one the uh, the the rainy day mallards hunt. That was uh that was a good one. And man, heck, we just, we well heck us three we got on one this year. Yeah, we burned them down pretty good. It was uh you know there's a there's 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 a few days here and there where you just smash them, but there's there's, there's very few days when you're putting. Duck number twenty four on the strap at at eight thirty. Yep. You know, 
Well, I just and, had and a, you're picking and choosing for the last 45 minutes. The way that one, just shoot. the way that one went down was was something I'll never forget. You know, it's of course that was the last one. You know, we had 23 in the bag, and and I'm I'm up, and and I'm like, oh gosh, all all six eyes on me right now. And, and sure enough, <laughs> it, it, it couldn't have worked out any better. Luckily, in my favor. <laughs> Look, that's a, that is the right second hunt that I've I know in the last two years, Shedler, where the last duck is waiting on you, and what do you kill on the last one? A fat greenhead. Because I remember you and I, you and I went out. I think it was second weekend of last year. We uh, right. we I think I'd maybe done a little bit of scouting or, or something. I don't remember what led us up to it, but we we got exactly where we wanted to get, and uh. And last year's limit was two pintails of perfect. We killed four pintails, a couple widgeons, and um, and I, I finished up with my six. And uh, Sheller's Sheller's waiting on his, and what comes in and lands twenty yards from him, a greenhead sitting there, and wow, well we're done. And I think that was actually about a seven thirty one. That was a fun mm-hmm. piece. You know, you, to, you take those for granted, but it, it, it they're not very often. It, it, it makes everything. It makes everything. Uh, the time and, and money spent on it, it's all worth it. Stuff like that. Oh man, yeah. Yep. Was he with Christian? Were you with? Were you with me and Shaw last year? Um, when me and Shaw had spent a solid daylight to dark scouting on the boat in the backwater, and then we went in the next not. morning. No, no, he wasn't with us. Y'all went back like the week after, but the water didn't got up too high. No, that was like yeah, like three weeks later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. Uh, well, there was there was one hunt, and Jacob Jacob talked. I was not there. That there may have been a shoveler throwing contest or something, right? Jake, you were before, there. Yeah, before you get in, yeah, we're not getting off here without this one getting told. <laughs> this one has been told all over the country, all over the U.S. and Canada over the last couple of years. <laughs> I don't remember, Scotty. I don't remember if you got us the invite on that hunt or if Chad did. Chad did. But we got a we got an invite to go hunt some private property, not too terribly far from the camp. And the guy had a, a blind that we could go get in. Uh, you know, we're supposed to have a lot of ducks, and we eased in there that morning. We had to break ice going in. I mean, it was cold. And I want to say that's one of the first times I had ever hunted with you and Shedler together. I think I'd hunted with each of you individually, yeah. but I had not hunted with y'all together. You had never got that pleasure. <laughs> and we get in there that morning, and it's it's the four of us in the blind. There's a few shovelers laying, you know, come working in. We we pick us one or two off, and then all of a sudden we hear the barrage from the guys in the blind behind us you know that said they had put us in the good hole <laughs> they did not I, I don't think they had uh it sounded like world war three going on over behind us and it was just we had nothing but hollywoods <laughs> i don't scott y'all y'all remind me did we see any other duck that morning other than in the short yep. time y'all were there i you know there's not very many days where i get to back then where i rolled up 10 minutes before daylight and uh you know, and really just get to enjoy a morning. It was it was always work, always work. And I had done made up my mind that morning that I was gonna enjoy the morning. First duck that came in right at daylight, I killed a mallard. It's on my end, shot her, and uh, and I unloaded my gun right then. I said, "Boys, I'm just gonna sit back and relax and enjoy the morning." I said, "Y'all have fun." <laughs> 
I said, shoot them all. <laughs> and, uh, and a little backstory here, me and Christian, we're always goofing off and wrestling and just aggravating one another constantly. And uh, so there was there was no doubt that was still going to go on that morning regardless so yeah oh y'all were at each other from y'all were at each other from the first shot there was some yin yin or some some something going on the whole time which (laughs) you know if you've ever been in duck blind with somebody that's what makes it fun is listening to all the junk and y'all shot together at a poor old spoonie scotty shot a spoonie i would never guess one of them claimed it and the other one claimed (laughs) it and then the fight was on they went out there to get it, and when they got it, they were out there in knee-deep water. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, Scotty, you slapped Shedler with it first. <laughs> something like that. You know, and then he like picks that. it, and he falls in the water oh soaking God. wet. I mean, we broke ice going in that morning, so it's cold. Well, Shed gets up, grabs a duck, throws it at Scotty, who Scotty's over there laughing at him anyway, so Scotty falls in the water. Oh so now gosh. both of them are soaking wet, shivering, and they're trying to figure out what to do. Oh, yeah, we could oh, have. Yeah. If I'd have filmed that that morning, we'd have we'd have made money. But the greatest part of the thing, we weren't that far from the camp, so they were like, all right, we're going to run back, change clothes, and we'll be back. <laughs> so Chad and I just sat. Was it was like, for us it was. <laughs> Yeah, they run off and went to go dry clothes, and that was at 9 o'clock. At 3 o'clock that morning, or 3 o'clock that afternoon, we knew good and well they weren't coming back. (laughs) Chad had gone to sleep probably 10 times because he kept getting mad because I kept moving his shotgun over next to me. It was some geese wanting to land in the field behind us. So every time the geese would fly over, they were sky high anyway, but it, I was bored to death. Give so a shot. I'd fire all six shells. Uh, I'd fire mine and, you know, look for Chad's too. And he's like, man, why don't you warn me? Won't you tell me ahead of time? You're over snoring. Why would I warn you? You scared everything in the country off snoring. I oh, think he didn't snore loud at all, did he? No. No. But I think finally about 45 minutes or so before end of shooting light, they show back up. Hey, guys, what y'all been doing? Well, we've been sitting here all dead gum day because y'all had the truck. We couldn't leave. <laughs> Good morning. But, but talk, sh- talking that, that about felt like a, that felt like about ten years ago, but it, it's it been a while. A ago. Look, we were at the Great Up Coal one morning. I think we may have mentioned it last time. So you know, like we said before, every time we hunted the Great Up Coal, we had Honey's Piro in there. And that's what we'd put decoys out with. We'd pick ducks up and pick decoys up with. Well, we were going to put the mojo out one morning. Scotty was bound and determined. He's going to ease out there and put it out without having to get the P-Row back out. <laughs> so we were like, Scotty, that mud's too bad. Now you, you're going to get too deep. I got it. I got it. All right. Well, I'm sitting there fiddling my blind bag or something, and he's easing out there and, and uh, all of a sudden, I'm like, what, exactly in, the, the word I was what in the world? Well, I shine my light over there, and Scotty done got too deep, and he, I guess he couldn't move or something. And that old beaver run, that cold water <laughs> hit me right in the chest and sucked the breath right out of me. Well, he's trying to, I'm like, it ain't no use in me going over. He's 
four inches taller than I am, I'm not going to live through whatever he's been experienced. So I'm sitting out there struggling to get my feet up underneath me, and they're arguing on the bank about who's coming out there to get me. Well, I think Honey may have helped you out or something. So then I remember you getting over on the log. I give you one of my jackets. I think Gary Wayne offered up something. Like, we get you bundled up enough that you could sit there and, and make the hunt I'll with us. It. But and I'm he like, hunted. that's – He hunted. He didn't go – I know I would have I would have called it quits after that. But. I'm like that's true true Dunham style right there. <laughs> Look, they make waders that come up to your shoulders for a reason. You <laughs> use <know>. them. <laughs> yeah, use them. That's exactly right. Hey, you can laugh on that. I had to grab the back of Jeremy's jacket one year. I ain't no doubt. That was me and you and she. Had, I started around the bush. I was walking around first. I said, "Hey, there's a drop off right there. I'm gonna check to the right." Well, Jeremy said, "I've been through there before. It ain't that bad." <laughs> well he did too my feet what thank god it was some button woods there for me to grab because once i stepped my feet never touched nothing i just start grabbing limbs and everything else and i couldn't move and uh thank god jacob was there he just kind of grabbed my jacket and got me to where i could touch something and i sit there all morning with water up to about my thighs inside of my waders for long i said no I, boys I, i'm gonna say it. we didn't stay that long no, i'm calling it i can't i can't do it we were uh, we were hunting one morning down there in one of our places, and it was me and Chandler and uh, another one of our buddies um, right there from Vicksburg. And uh, <clears throat> I said, we, we had to cross this ditch to get where we were going. And Chandler said, how deep's that ditch? And I said, oh, it might. It's going to be between belly butt deep, titty deep. I said, you'll be fine. I said, you know, I said, it ain't over our waders or nothing. Hey, <laughs> and, of course, you know, and she has a you, you five foot minus. Five. <laughs> we, uh, I said, we sure did. So I crossed it first, and then, uh, and then Christian came across next, and I was holding Christian by the front of his waiter's holding him up as he was crossing it. And he was, and our buddies on the backside holding him up from the backside, trying to float him across it until he get his feet under him. I, I can assure you, I, I was staring. I was a thread, a thread width apart from being flooded my waders. I was staring at it. I never, never crossed over, never flooded them. But I was, I was nervous, and, and we did a good job keeping me from. from that's where you. That's where you hold myself, your breath, and you're trying to stretch yeah. the top of your waders out by I, making your chest expand. About to be ruined right now. Well, uh, <laughs> we're get we're getting like the last last few minutes, and we've got we, we can't finish without hearing Shedler's side of one story. Because we told it, and he wasn't here to defend himself, so he's got to tell us his side of the story. <laughs> Shedler, we went to Max. <laughs> you got to tell us your side of the story between shooting both ways and Super Juniors. <laughs> the Super Junior thing here, I, I, I don't know if this would come up. <laughs> Shooting <laughs> the, the super junior thing was it's it just a made up fairy tale. Yes, they do make a waiter that's super junior, right? But I was never interested in that. And I think I think y'all can back me up if you want to be nice. I'm a little bit bigger than a super junior size. Y'all probably won't say it now, but <laughs> um, that was a that was a fun day. But um, no, I thought the salesman he said. Which way do you shoot? And I thought, I thought he meant, I thought he meant, which 
like, you know, I'm left-handed, but I shoot a right-handed gun. And I thought, hey, man, which side do you shoot, your, shoot the gun on? And I didn't have a clue what else he meant. Like I said, <laughs> I didn't know anything at that point. <laughs> he had a little shooter just, tank, didn't he? <laughs> I shoot both ways. I shoot, I'm left-handed, but I shoot a right-handed gun. And at that point, it was the Benelli. So <laughs> I'll just take take the grief from here on out. I know I won't hear the end of it, but... That that story, I don't remember how many years ago that was, but that story gets told. It, it's never going to die. Gary's the kingpin of it. Every, every time I see him, it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I think we may have uh, we we may have mentioned it this past weekend or so. I don't know. And here here you are. We get you a fresh. So Shuttler has been on the Neoprene's. He's like the OG neoprene man. He won't swap over. So finally, stuff, you know? finally, we all talk him into getting a pair of breathables. So he gets his breathables, a uh, eight regular, and they're too big. So <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna look, Shutter. I'm gonna look into some super junior breathables, and we'll see what we can come up with. We need to make another trip to Max. You know, we'll get some more stories out of it. I was there. Right I was there this past yeah, weekend, and I thought about you. I know they make them. So we're going to have to get, you know, we'll have to do some research on the Super Junior Breathables and see what we can come up with for you. For sure. I know y'all put me in the right direction eventually. Oh, we'll, we'll steer you right. You know you know, we wouldn't lead you astray. Never have, never will. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, we're in kind of getting toward the end here. I know it's another episode I enjoy. I always love talking, talking some old stories with you guys and, and – like we did in the first one with, with Judd and Gary, and now, now getting to 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 Scotty and Shedler, guys, we appreciate y'all joining us tonight. We thoroughly enjoyed it, we guys. Had a heck of a time. Absolutely, thanks for having us. And yeah, I enjoyed it. Let's uh let, let's record the next one from the blind here in a couple weeks. Man, I'd love to do it. If Shedler. we can figure out how to keep the cords dry, uh, you know, we may need to find a pit somewhere where we can uh. Because the equipment's not that uh, our water equi- resistant. Our equipment won't handle the public land stomp. We just we'll put it that way. I uh, oh, I can yeah. find it. I can if if y'all don't mind a little travel. I I got I know where a blind or two is. I yeah. Agree. Now we hey, can. If anything, if that can't work out, we we can do something at the camp. Come on. That, oh that, yeah. That would make, make all the sense in the world. <laughs> yeah. Now we could do that. Now we can get the equipment in to where we're going. It's you have to be still, not shoot, not. You know, it, that would be the most interesting part is uh, keeping everybody still long enough to actually record a show from the blind. Yep. Yeah, the camp would be easy. That wouldn't be a problem at all. Well, guys, we run out of time. Shedler, I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to go get after him Saturday morning. Y'all burn them real, boys. All right, good. guys. We enjoyed it. All Thank of you, we, th- we hope you enjoyed this episode of Outdoor Country Talk. God bless. Lord, to make you feel alright I got the windows dying I got the radio on